This is the World Outline Podcast, episode number five. My name is Adam Curry. I'm the user. My co-host is the developer. His name is Dave Weiner. Hey, how you doing? How's Austin? You got all those nerds showing up down there. Yeah, this is a real problem. Is it? Yeah. Overheard yesterday in town. (laughs) Here it comes. Hey, man, do you have a co-founder yet? (laughs) <laughs> hey, you remember that gun that they were they sent you the one that i heard about on uh the the judge yeah 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 it could come in hand no, dude, <laughs> dude i'm packing heat trust me i'm totally packing heat no, it's, uh, <laughs> really? well molly wood is in town she uh she's a very good friend of ours and so uh she came in uh late wednesday night and um and she's now going to be working in uh in town we live about 30 minutes outside of town uh-huh. Um, so we have been invited to a couple of things. And uh, last night we went to the uh, Austin uh, Film Hall of Fame Awards. Oh, cool. Which is very nice because it's kind of like a very, very small version of, you know, the Academy Awards in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really nice. They're really trying to do something here with, with film, which is very difficult with uh, Louisiana offering so many more incentives for filmmakers to go there. Uh, oh, you mean they want them to actually make movies there? Yeah, they, 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 lots of movies are made in uh, in Austin, but uh, Louisiana really uh, up oh, the no, ante. Yeah, famous for that. Yeah. absolutely. Um, Although New York, I don't think anything comes close to New York. There's right. films being made here all the time. Yes, correct, correct. And then, of course, there's actually Canada, which is even better for <laughs> that's the that's the best of all for everybody. It, it appears. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. There's so many movies. In fact. Um, I just saw a movie called Columbus Circle, and um, it was shot from the point of view of my apartment. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. In other words, it takes place in a, an apartment building um, in Manhattan on Columbus Circle, which happens to be where I live. Mm-hmm. And um, everything about the, I mean, it's, in fact, they have helicopter shots of the building, and it, it's my building. Right. Right, it's fucking weird. You know, you know, I used to live in that exact area when I was when I first came to New York. I feel your vibe here all the time. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some air getting long and a mullet showing. Oh up. yeah, nice. This is where your mullet days. Right? I, I never had a mullet. I did not have a technical Everybody mullet. It, so you might as well. Yeah, but that's usually people with very little hair. Yeah, well, I'm raising my hand right now. <laughs> I got to that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know, it happens to most of us as we get older. Um, the hair gods have been kind to me. Well, you know, I have other, um, whatever. You know, yeah. it's cool. It's good. You do have good hair, we've noticed. Um, it makes me happy. Really? Let's pause for a moment and reflect on that. <laughs> no, it's it's true. It's uh I'm, I feel very fortunate. I, I see a lot of, uh, a lot of guys who... Just, you know, they start losing their hair in their 20s. Yeah. Like, oh, like, wow, oh, man. That's... Mark Sander, for example. He, I think he lost his hair when he was in his teens. Mm. Yeah. I mean, his boys, well, I don't, you know, but, it, you know, this. we've learned there are, we all have different attitudes toward these things. I don't want to begrudge you your happiness. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we were going to talk about um, templates, right? Yeah. Okay, so the first thing to say is you don't really have to understand much more than you did before. There's nothing really that you have to understand. It's by design. It's supposed to be out of your way if you don't care about it, okay? Good, 
So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very important that it be that way. It also will be very important that you could apply someone else's template or sets of templates to your content, and that part should be very easy. Um, and that's where themes are going to come into. I mean, that's how we're, that's what we're building up towards is a, an ability for a designer to have a lot of control a matter of full control over the look and feel of the content, you know, from a presentation standpoint, um, have that be completely out of the way of a, of a writer. Right, know? right. Um, and uh, or there are all levels of design, right? I mean, um, and so you could think of it, a writer almost as a designer, but in, of a, at a different level, in a different medium, in a different context. I mean, designers trying to create an effect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, a writer is as any kind of designer is. So, um, so yeah. So that's the first things you don't have to really understand much of anything here. I mean, it should just work. On the other hand, you know, you've been going through this process with me here um, and going through all the various corner turns and trials and errors, and you know, you've got the scars to prove it, and it's there in your content. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, a person coming in new right now wouldn't have to worry about any of this stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, I think you said that you read the breakage part of the upcoming changes. Yeah, and that concerned me. It should. <laughs> but they're so concerned. Um, however, I, um, I think that the changes will be very easy for you to deal with. Uh, because, because they were thought through beforehand. I mean, the first note that I wrote there... Um, maybe I should just explain since this is a podcast and I'm not just talking to you, but I'm, we're trying to create a document here that yep. could be useful to others. Let's just talk a little bit about what, what happened, what just happened and what is about to happen. Okay. Good. All right. So what just happened was um, there's a new way of doing templates and um, there are two kinds of templates actually there's actually three but let's just start with the first two okay there's the default template which you should think of as being owned by the system and then there's your templates which can override those so if you decide and there's a template for every node type so um there's a template for blog posts and for thumb list and for picture and um, how to, et cetera, et cetera. There's one for every, for RSS, you know, for all the different types. And um, the way you override is by editing and saving. Okay. Got it. And the way you edit, it, this all happens as you might expect. And in the OPML editor, you have a command now in the world outline submenu of the outliner menu. It's called open template, and it when you select the command, a dialog comes up and it says, "What would which template would you like to edit?" And then what you do there is you enter the name of a node type, blog post, how to, thumb list, picture, etc. Can okay. I can I stop you here for a second because this is where I got stuck. Okay. And where I got stuck is I uh, I did exactly that. I opened up the template for blog post. Blog uh-huh. post opened. Uh, as expected, and what I had expected to see in here, since I had made previous uh, templates, 
which I uh, uh, which I'd stored as roots, but I'd made previous templates where I was able to create a template with or without a menu bar and with or without um, a header graphic. And I don't see any of the parameters. Template. That's a different template. Ah, okay. This that's is okay. this is where I'm confused. Sure, that's okay. It's a different template. Uh, that's today's changes, and I'll get to that. But okay, good. For, but that's a really good question. I mean, the, this is for the template. Um, let's back up for a second. A page on the World Outline site. Actually, every page that you see, <coughs> excuse me, has zero, one, or two templates. Most of them have two. And um, they're, so like there's a template for the core content. What, you know, if it's a blog post, this is the template that controls how the content of the blog post is rendered. Okay. Okay. And then there's the main template, which contains the note type. So it's the overall, it's sort of like the envelope of the page. Um, and uh, every, and the same template is used, same main template is used regardless of what note type you have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's making a whole lot of sense, but um, I'm trying to think of an analogy. Um, sort of like a car and the contents of the car, you know? Okay. Right? I mean, the contents of the car is, you know, people and, you know, briefcases and lunch and you know, stuff like that. The content that's what you put into the car. Mm-hmm. And then the car is a car, right? And each one of them has a look. You know, when you get up in the morning, you put on a certain set of clothes and, you know, and you make sandwich and carry your laptop and whatever. And this is what you bring with you. That's the first, the inner template. Okay. Okay. And the outer template is the container, the thing. So you, you know, you want to have control over both of these things. So like the footer, you know, and the header graphic. Right. right? Exactly. So exactly. Those are elements of the main template. Ah, the okay. Of okay. The container. Right. And then, you know, in terms of whether you use Ubuntu or Cardo or Font Diner Swanky for your blog posts, that's what clothes you wear when you wake up in the morning, you know? That's, Got it. Okay, good. So the confusion is they're both called template, but I... They are both templates, in fact. Yeah. And and I'm going to get to the how you edit the the new, the, the main template in a second. Um, so, okay, so I guess that eliminates the confusion, or does it? Uh, so yes, no, yes, it does. So now I... Probably, in all likelihood, you're never going to edit the template of a blog post. You know, you know me so much. I'm not a blog post. You know me so much better, Dave. You know I'm going to edit these. (laughs) Whatever. But you you actually already have. Yeah. Uh, Didn't you edit the 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 template for uh, thumb list? Yes. Yes. This. This. this, Yeah. This this will be our next question. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So. um, So, but it's all or none. I mean, basically, either you um, you want to change all your thumb lists. Or you want to accept the default. You really don't get it in between here. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry to say. But, you know, um, you could always define another type called Thumbless 2. Right. And have that be whatever you want. And then you would change all that Thumbless to Thumbless 2. So the, the, the node type becomes the place where you, you know, you can play around with that a little bit. 
and and maybe we'll work out some changes there over time. No, that that makes sense. That's what I what I think I asked in the previous podcast. I said I want to be able to clone it and then create something new. Yeah, and that's perfect. So now I can have you know thumb list special or whatever for a specific yeah, project. It's not without problems though, because mm. well, yeah, because there's software that generates thumb lists. Okay. And it generates something called a thumb list. It doesn't generate a thumb list, too. Mm-hmm. That's going to probably be a problem. But um, none of these things ever are perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These are, there's always some limit in there that, you know, because, you know, just the way it is. Um, so that was the last set of changes. The way to see if anything broke well, it was literally if you you know to go poking around your outline and look at various things and see if you can find anything that looks wrong. Uh, my hope is you won't find anything like that. Right? No, I've I've done that. I've looked around and uh, everything looks exactly the way it was. Okay. I just needed a little time to actually make sure because I got a lot. Yeah, of no, stuff. I fully get it. Yeah. I just wanted to poke you. I knew that that was. I knew Thursday's your show day and you know whatever, and you have a life and all the rest of that shit, you know and. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that, like, I wanted to get this done now, today, if it was at all possible, so that I could get this other stuff off my plate. Right you know, on, right so on. On to the next thing, you know. Because, um, you know, these things have been sitting there. I mean, what happened was I was sick, you know. I still am, you know. It takes me a long time to get over these colds. But I'm, my brain's getting better. And um, apparently I was working on this problem while I was, you know, in bed, <laughs> sick, and I woke up one day and I said, I get it. I see how to do this. Right. You know, I mean, we talked about this. I think maybe it was the last podcast. Yes, or- it was. Yeah, it was. You, uh, you, were, you were trying to figure it out, and we could hear you thinking. Yeah. And I guess well, that continues. I needed to get it so that you could override it. I also needed to get it so that I could update the defaults, you know, and without breaking you. I mean, these were all important, and I didn't want it to be like so in your face that a beginning user had to deal with it is, you know, ever had to deal with it. I didn't want them to ever have to deal with it. So I had to put it somewhere out of the way and it hit me one day. I already had it. It was sitting in there. You know, the clue was actually in the software because there already was a command for opening the template. All I did was put three dots at the end of it and put a dialogue in there and say, which one is it that you want it to open? You know? Right. And that works. So now today's change is, Turns out it was a lot more tricky to implement, um, but all that should be invisible to you. Um, and what this does is gives you the ability to edit the main template. And the way you do that is when you choose the same command, you know, open template, and instead of typing in the name of a node type, you type in main, M-A-I-N, and return, and that's what you get back. You get back the main template, you save it, and those changes now appear on Virtually every page, not every page, but virtually every page. Pages that it does not appear on are on the node types that take over the whole display, like HTML, how-to. Those guys do not render within the main template. They just do the whole screen, Mm -hmm. which is what you want. And the how-to, by definition, is trying to create a document that doesn't look like it's part of a world outline. Right. It's just like, like for for example, poets.scripting.com or home.opml.org. These are documents that I don't want to distract you. I just want you to come there and learn how to do this thing and get on with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, HTML gives the the user full control over the HTML. 
makes no sense at all to render that within the context of another template. Got it. It's not rendered at all. Um, but what Ted uh, Howard figured out, you know, is that the parameters, the attributes of the node actually get delivered to all these different types. So actually the HTML node type is configurable in an interesting way. We'll get to that another time. But uh, really, very rich environment. Even things that don't look like they're rich actually are. Um, so you edit main, you make your changes, you save it, and then that's that. Now, the one, um, the one caveat on this is, remember when the feature went in about named templates where you could say, I want to have this uh, root, everything within this root to be rendered within the context of this template, and then you name it, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I use that. Still in there? Mm-hmm. And it's the first thing we look at, okay? Got it. If you've chosen a named template, the rest of it is moot. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter what your default is. doesn't matter what you've overridden it. That's the template we use, period. So, I because I like that feature, and um, you know, I don't want to take back features all the time, so I left that one in there. Um I assumed you're using that one. Yes, I am. Okay. Now, the, the, now let's talk. You want to talk about breakage, or do you have any questions about the main template stuff? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Okay. Good. Um, so you read the breakage section, right? Yes. Let's let me get this up here and see what it says. Um, possible breakage. If you had edited your main template then we do actually go and get that from its old location and bring it into the new one. So I don't know if you've edited your main template. Um, no, either do you. I, let's no, move on to the second I don't one. know. No, I don't know. Okay, let's consider them both at the same time, all right? The, the second one is, and I believe you probably have done this at some point. Yes. And, okay, is that um, there used to be a, pre- a preference that allowed you to enter the URL of the template that a page was rendered within. And, you know, we both did a lot of this shit and uh, put them in your Dropbox or whatever. And um, those are still sitting around there, even though there's no user interface. Uh huh. And there's no way to enter one or edit it. Okay. But if you entered it or edited it before, it might still be in force. It might still be being used. Mm -hmm. And that will no longer work. That, okay, so that I don't believe is my my problem and or question. Okay. Um, I'll tell you where my concern is, and then we can work back from there, because then (laughs) all problems... Go there. Let me just say that if that were your problem, if that were something that you were doing... Uh Uh-huh then what you would do is you would open that thing in your Dropbox and then paste it in somewhere. In other words, you still have the text. You know, it's sitting there in your Dropbox. Mm-hmm. So well, if it isn't being used, you just need to get it into the new place. Right, and then I would just create a, a template with the, with the name and then yeah, use it as a name template. Exactly. Okay, got it. Um, then maybe the other thing. Okay. So 
built upon legacy. The only thing I care about uh, that uh, all my stuff can break because I can figure all that out and it's all good. The only thing I have an actual website running on my world outline, MickeySees.com, which is really important because that's my fiance's photo site. Right. And I've done a lot of customization to make it look really cool. And it uses thumb lists and it uses CSS style sheet. Um, and the way I built that is uh, all of those thumb lists are all files that I have in my Dropbox. Uh, and they're being called and, and they all and a, a, each of those has a custom um, URL, uh, uh, URL template attribute set on the nodes. So this, this may not break at all. I don't think it'll break. No, Nick is all still in there. And this is only when it comes to dealing with the main template. The rest of it's all still in place and still works, should still work. Okay. I mean, you know, I always have to, you know, knock wood. Right. Pray, right? Okay, whatever you know. I mean, it's possible something broke there, but I'm really sort of careful about not not touching things that I'm not touching. You know, right? No, so then I misread the. uh, It's okay. I misread. It's confusing. I mean, you know, I mean, I would probably misread it too. You know, Uh, yeah. I mean, it's good to be worried, Adam. It's really, (laughs) really seriously. Yeah. Thing you don't want to do is walk into these things. Think okay. This, there's no possibility of a problem here. This should be, if all goes as I hope it will, the very last time these things can break. <laughs> I never believe that. I mean, however, this time I kind of do. I mean, it's, it, I'm trying to put all this stuff to bed mm-hmm. so that I don't have to worry about it again. <laughs> so you know, we could do a couple of things. I mean, could literally. Uh, release the parts and yeah. and I'll see what breaks and we exactly. can take it from That's there. What we're do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you should um, probably take another. You don't even need to do this. I mean, the thing is, I want you paying attention when these parts go out. Mm-hmm. That's really what of course. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I'm not going to do it while you're like doing your show or anything like that. And I wasn't ready anyway, but today I'm fully ready. Now I've been running it. You know here for the last, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. 18 hours or so, I did find a problem. I had broken something, and I fixed it. And at this point, I've been through you know, all my tests, and it looks great and should even be a little faster um, because I'm, I pulled out some stuff that it was doing before it doesn't need to do it anymore. I also identified a bunch of things that it's doing that it doesn't need to do anymore, but I don't want to take those out yet because, uh, you know, I want to – do one thing at a time, so that, that way, if something breaks, it I know it was the last thing I did that broke it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, we should just release this now and uh, and see what happens and hope for the best. So. You want to do it live on the show? <coughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> there are certain things. Uh, you know, this is like you know. Would you? Let me ask you this, okay? Suppose you had to have some like delicate surgery done, and the doctor said, "You know, I have an idea. I want to do this on live TV with uh, you know announcers and all the rest." What of that. a great reality show! I love <laughs> this idea. Yeah, you know, it'd be really real. We die on the operating table. I mean, everybody would get a sense of what it's like to die. <laughs> no, of course, I was. I was kind of being Not appreciate that. Yeah. No, things like that. You're really tempting fate. What you want to do? 
I don't even release parts when I'm tired. Oh, no, I can totally understand. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, because I say, well, you know, I have to be around if there is a, if something's fucked up and uh, it doesn't work. I have to be here. Yeah. And, uh, and now if I'm doing it while I'm trying to do a podcast at the same time. Uh, hey, just a crazy question, Dave. When you when you release parts, and I have uh, you know I have an uh, imagined vision of what that entails, um, just from your workflow, is that like do you click on a button? Do you drop stuff into a folder? Uh, no, just always curious as to wh- sure, how that I works. Mean, I'll tell you what I do. Um, basically, well, I have the list of parts. As you can, you see the list, yeah, right there, yeah, right? see the lot, yeah, yeah. And um, what I do is. Um, I go, I rearrange the list before releasing it. I rearrange the list in the order that I want to release the parts. Um, and yeah, which is critical. I'm sure. Not necessarily. Only if you only get a partial update. Would right. Be critical. Right. I mean, you know, if you, if you get the whole thing, it doesn't matter really what order, but there's a small chance that, you know, you, you might get only half of the update. And I don't want to break your system. If that happens, I've actually seen that happen. Where I got like uh, out of a list of maybe seven, I got four, uh, and then I'll see my sir. I mean, it's only happened well, I can once or twice. You, you're just sitting there updating over and over and over again. Well, no, no, it's like uh, there'll be an update just wait for the final message to come saying everything's come out. Or yeah, good. That's the way I would hope that you would do yeah. it. But yeah, no, I have a command in the menu called "Release this part," uh. and, um, and I do each one of them manually because. Uh, what I do is just before releasing it, um, I read the comment at the top of the page. I arrange the script in a way so that it's very easy to see what the change, last change was. Um, so that next time I open it up, it's like, okay, I can see, you know, this is what I did last time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and maybe make a little editing change on the comment, but never on the code. You know, it's uh, and then I say a little prayer and I release it. Right, because I think a lot of people don't realize how cool your your update system is, which really works through an RSS feed. Yeah, it's the best updating. It's fantastic. I don't think anybody's got it better. I mean, uh, and that took you know years of iterating to get to that, and it's 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 pretty solid. Although, as you've seen, it does sometimes. Uh, you know, what was it? Kyle Shank had the other day. Uh, a problem that was pretty obviously uh, yeah he was missing a part somewhere yeah yeah and we you know we need to all learn how to do those things that you know uh, how to go back in time and get your I mean I'm sure you know how to do that right um, reading <laughs> the uh, the mail list I was like oh yeah I I I don't think I actually had a note stored anywhere how to do that uh, I, I well, typically I'm trying to write these notes too I mean that's yeah. what I'm trying to put them in my work notes right so that they then show up on. Um, you know, on the search engine. Yeah, because Google Groups sure don't show up on search engines very well. Yeah, I wouldn't plan yeah. on. But, um, but it's actually kind of working. Like today, Ted Howard reported a problem. I mean, this was exactly what I'm trying to avoid, although it wasn't a problem here because I recognized the report immediately as being a change that I had made. You know, a few weeks ago, I went to Google and I searched on worknotes.scripting.com for the basic, you know, description of the problem that he reported, and boom, there it was, February twentieth, and it was um, it was even documented in the headline as breakage. <laughs> right, it's very deliberate, and you know, thing is that if we had a really high functional uh, user community here, 
what would happen is, you know, I would put out a report like that, and whoever it is that was depending on that feature would pop up and say, I'm one of those guys that's depending on it. Maybe you should take another look at this. You know? Right, right. But right there in the comment, the top of the thing, I think I'm the only person using this, you know, and this feature. And it turns out I wasn't. Uh, but, you know, when did I find out about that? On March 11th. And that's not cool. No. I mean, we got to do better than this. And at the same time, people often send me mail directly with problems. And I go, you know, don't do that. I mean, yeah, that's not helpful. No, especially when they're reporting a problem. There's this Radio 2 problem. Everybody seems to have it, you know? I don't know if you saw the report today. This was from Kyle again. Although, and he did it. Yeah, he did it right. I and mean, he reported it's a mail list. Um, it's the post args not defined problem. Did you see that? Mm, uh, was that under which list was that? Radio. The radio user list. No. Okay. Huh. Well, I haven't. You know, the first email I saw was yours. I'm like, oh, and I ignored everything else. That's okay. I mean, um, yeah, so it was a problem that had been reported with exactly that error message um, a few weeks ago by two people at the same time on the Radio 2 list, Mm -hmm. the radio user list, sorry. And um, it was, they had just ignored the the instructions in the how-to. I mean, it, it told them to do something and they didn't do it. And, um, you know, when somebody's going to report a problem, I wish they would say that right up front. There was something in the how-to I didn't do. I mean, right. my answer would be, look, do what the how-to says. It's there for a reason, you know. If you're not going to do it, then don't ask me to support it because, you know, it's what I said to do and you didn't do it. You know, Kyle didn't do it either. Um, I got an email from uh, Brian Hendrickson privately after he saw this, saying, oh, yeah, same thing happened to me. But what is it that people don't... I mean, I don't understand this. I mean, what could I do better? I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out. How could I say to them in the how-to, look, if you don't do this, it's not going to work. (laughs) Yeah. Well. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough one. Yeah. I had a thing where this guy I didn't want to name it. it was, I was doing this is before you were back in the loop. Uh, I was putting out the scripting two software for you know basically. I had a user community. Um, there were really like twenty people using it, and uh, this one guy who I knew from you know back in the I don't know two communities ago, maybe three. I mean, he was really high. Um, I really respected this guy a lot. And he came in, didn't follow the instructions in the installation guide, and um, reported a whole passel of problems on the mail list. Right. I played 20 questions with him. At one point, I said, I can't believe that I have to ask this, but did you follow Follow the instructions? Yeah. Yeah. And he said, no, I didn't follow them. I said, well, why? He said, I didn't feel like it. What? <laughs> I don't feel I should have to follow the instructions. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a uh, a different problem. I know, but I think it's a problem in. I think people changed in the way they use software. 
There used to be a time when people didn't expect it to work if they didn't follow the instructions. Oh, well, yeah, this I think you're right. This is a, a dramatic change. Um, but also this is, you know, this is not like an app from the uh, from the uh, from the iTunes store. Right. You know, this is something it's else not. here. No, it's like Apache. I mean, um, you know, I've installed I've learned how to install Apache over the years and it it's taken me years to learn how to do it and you know, it's so ingrained now that I can do it practically in my sleep. I mean, I don't have any trouble setting up an Apache, but the instructions were pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was all trial and error and, you know, trying to learn how these people think mm-hmm. you know, from just reading their uh, configuration files. I mean, yeah. That's all you get. And yeah. So I try to do a lot better than that by actually telling you what you have to <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. In this case, Adam, here was the deal. Okay. You have to set up a C name for your server. Right. I, I think, and you went through this before there really was a how to, right? Yep. You have to set up a C name and it points to it, and that's which, how you're going to refer to the site. Well, these guys don't want to do that. Yep. One of the guys thought that it was really expensive to create a C name. <laughs> okay. And I'm just sitting here going, Holy uh, shit. Yeah. He's using hours of my time because he thinks it's too expensive to create a scene. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't have an answer. I mean, I've learned, I've learned, uh, the way I, you know, when, when you have instructions and I, and I fully realize, you know, I, this is, yeah, this is like Apache. You know, there's a lot going on here. And in this case, a, a lot of my life depends on this stuff. So I'm very, I'm careful, you know, because I don't want to mess anything up because I got stuff running that's important to me. This is not a game. And uh, I've learned, uh, you know, I don't open up stuff and start following the instructions. I read it. I read it again. I get a cup of coffee and then I'll start. That's what you got to do. Yeah, that's I, now, that's the only no, way. There's no way around it. I mean, basically, it requires a little bit of forethought. And if you don't do that, then you're going to be doing the installation two or three times. Because it, because that's how you're going to do the forethought. You're going to do the forethought in the form of debugging. You're going to be looking at it and saying, why doesn't this piece of shit work? Yeah, and when I get into debugging, that's when I go off the rails, man. Then I, I go wrong. Yeah. Well, people also have to learn, well, whatever. I mean, I, I'm, I'm basically, um, let me put, on a scale of 1 to 10, in terms of being happy with the way things are going in the community versus being absolutely appalled mm-hmm. by the way. So that's a zero is completely ready to like jump out the fucking window. I'm so angry right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to I'm ecstatic and, you know, I finished my life's work and I don't every, everything's taken care of. I'm at a six. I'm happy with the way things are going. I mean, you know, there's, there are new people coming online and they're really good people. So they're good because I know that if I say you need to give me a better error message or you need to give me more information, they're going to know that that I'm saying that because it's true, not because you know there's anything personal about it. It's just mm-hmm. like let's let's boot this thing up and let's really you know tighten up this thing so that you know so that we have a better working really so we, the software gets better. I mean that's really what I want to do. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, and it is getting better. I mean, it really is. Uh, yeah. So the reason I hadn't seen that Radio 2 error report is because either I, I got unsubscribed or I was never subscribed to the Radio 2 list. For some it's reason. not called Radio 2. It's Radio User. 
Oh no, I'm sorry, radio I user. I get confused by that all the time. It says it says radio user, but when I searched for it, it showed up as radio two. Let me see what it says. Radio two as the mail list, even though it's radio dash user. Yes, but the mail address you send things to is radio dash user. Right. You see, I I I don't reply or send through email. I do it on the website. I see. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, you don't need to know. Yeah, I, I do it all, almost all of it on email, so um, I need to know that. Yeah, well, this is because I don't use Gmail, and then I'd have to, you know, I can't send email as Adam at Curry dot com because I'm subscribed as a different address on Gmail, and this is this whole rigmarole of shit. So I just find it easier to. I get. You, know, you have a Gmail account. Yes, I do. But if I see, if that, I then. Yeah, if I then want to send, so I receive everything on my adamatcurry.com. I receive all of the uh, all of the the new postings that come through on the list. But then, if I want to reply, then I'd have to reply as a different guy. I see. And you know, and setting that up across all my different devices is not trivial. To send as as a different user, you have to switch accounts. And, you know, it's just easier to go. Oh, okay, there's a new message here, and I'll just go to the website. Okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's what I'm what I'm used to now. Well, they also say there there's a message at the top of Google Groups that says the old Google Groups will be going away soon. Switch to the new Google Groups. Yeah, not liking the new Google Groups personally. Have you been there? Because I haven't done that. Yeah, yet. Uh, on mobile, I have to say it's really good, and on regular normal web, it's uh, not good. It doesn't work the way I expect it to. They've, you know, and it's all integrated. It's it's moving towards Google Plus, of course. Yeah, we're just hamsters, man. We're just turning the fucking wheel. <laughs> so, hey, did you order a, an iPad three? No, no, I I didn't. Yeah, no, no. How could you not order it? I don't understand. I I don't use my iPad. You don't? No, I, I mean I got an original iPad one, and I use it to fire up jingles, and that's about it. And sometimes. You know, sometimes I'll take it for something, but no, I, I don't. And uh, you pointed out <clears throat> the biggest reason, the biggest problem I have why I, why I don't use it in my regular workflow. I think um, it was a blog post somewhere. Because um, most of my work uh, online is looking at emails, um, you know, which consists of links to stuff to look at. And then I'm looking at my rivers. And so if I go to my river, I'm like, oh, I want to, uh, post this to my uh, to my link blog to my feed, uh, then you know the the bookmarklets of you know it, it kind of works, uh, not really consistent across all devices. But okay, on the iPad it works, and you go back, and then the page refreshes, and then I lose my place, and I wind up scrolling all the way down to where was I? Oh, I was here. I, I know you've seen this problem. No. Where? Oh, I'm not sure. I do. I mean. Oh. Um, so I'm trying, it, I was waiting for the punchline, and I, I, I don't, I don't see. I even, I even when you hit the RT link in the river, is that what you're saying? Either one, whether it's an RT, yeah, RT is a perfect example. If I hit RT, then uh, I'm able to post that to my feed, and then I go back to the river page, and nine times out of ten, it refreshes. Uh, and maybe that's because well, that is the worst thing about it is that when you switch to a different tab, it refreshes. Right, and that yeah. that's extremely annoying to me. It's brain dead. It's so fucked up in a million different ways. 
I mean, it's a, uh, but you know, I mean, every computer has design flaws. In sure, sure. So, I mean, was so do you use a tablet at all? No, no. I'm. Uh, I usually I use two devices. I use my Android phone, which I have now customized to the point where I can do things very, very fast. And working with my rivers and RT links and everything is super yeah. fast. Well. And uh, and I use my MacBook Air, my my Mountain Goat, my uh, my MacBook Air running Ubuntu. <laughs> I admire you for that. I mean, I use um, I use the iPad a yeah, lot. You use a lot, right? A lot. Yeah, yeah. And um, I also use my um, Kindle Fire quite a bit as Interesting. well. Yeah, the Kindle Fire I use for um, for watching movies. Mm-hmm. They have. But I like their movie service, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and sometimes I use it for reading books, but mostly I use the iPad for reading books. Um, I mean, if you don't use it, I could see why you didn't get it. I mean, I spend so much time using the iPad that you know, for five hundred bucks. Oh, you you love the new display and everything. That's it's perfect. What I have to yeah, do. yeah. You know, I mean, it's a it's sort of like there aren't very many things you could spend money on that actually upgrade your life. And that would certainly be one of them. There's a couple things. I think you need to have a good bed. You need to have good shoes. Yes. And, uh, and you know, and, and if you're using a device and it can upgrade the, the way you see the information, hell yeah, that's like, yeah. like it's worth $5,000 probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next ch- choice we're going to have to make those can be hard. Because they're going to do, for sure, they're going to do a, a desktop computer that has the retina display. And that's going to, but it's also going to come with mountain lion. Yeah, huh? yeah. The mountain lion's like a jail. And, you know, yeah, I don't and- jailbreak the, uh, the iPad or the iPhone. I just leave them alone. But, but I would certainly have to jailbreak a Mac. I mean, there would be no choice there because... Uh, I don't think I could run the OPML editor without Joe. Well, whatever. Who knows? Right. No, it's not true. Of course I can run the OPML editor. You'll just get all kinds of warnings telling you that your own <laughs> software is, is potentially dangerous to your health. Is I wish they had a button which says, I wrote this software. Therefore, <laughs> I know that it's not fucking with me. Yeah. It might be fucking with you. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty. That's bad. Yeah. So, uh. You know, you've been following the Knicks at all? Do you care about that? Or uh, The only bit I've followed is uh, through what you've posted because I uh, am pretty much uninvolved and uninspired by sports in general. Really? Yeah, well, I suppose there's nothing serious going on there, but it's pure pure Dilbertism, and that's what makes it interesting. It's like when you saw this magic thing take over there, I had to wonder what are they going to do to kill it, you know? Now I know. <laughs> uh, what did they do? What did they do to kill it? Uh, well, here's the deal. All right, so, you know, let's put it in terms of uh, politics. Suppose you have a president. Oh, well, we do this shit, right? You have George W. Bush, and George W. Bush loves to start wars, mindless wars, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you hire Barack Obama, who has a whole series of other problems, but that's not one of his problems. He doesn't start, although he does. Let's pretend for the sake of argument he Let's does. just pretend, okay, because <laughs> you, you don't want to take me down that road, brother. <laughs> so, and then you forget how bad it was with George W. Bush, and so you go ahead and you bring him back, and you say, oh, let's hire him again, and, and guess what happens? Well, he starts a bunch of wars, <laughs> and you wonder how that happened, you know? So the Knicks, you know, all their stars got injured. 
you know, these guys that were had this worst record in basketball. The garden was empty. Nobody was going to any games. The team was completely fucked up losing. And they had these two guys that they were paying a lot of money to who were supposed to be superstars and they, you know, whatever. And they just didn't play. They, you know, they didn't like what they were doing and they didn't give a shit and they didn't play. And so then they both get injured or they're both out for whatever reason. And they have. They said, "Fuck it, let's put this Chinese guy in there." Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he and turned out to be really good. Hottest thing, and everybody on the team that's left are all these rookies and misfits, and they're beating everybody. Right. Because they have this pure joy. I mean, it really is something to watch. They're just finally getting their chance. That's you know? the stuff movies are made of, by the way. Totally. I mean, it gives me goosebumps just telling the story. It's, it really is something to see. You know, these guys. It wasn't just Jeremy Lin. It was you know uh, Fields and um, even the. They had one star Chandler on the team who really got into it. You know, and and he's just playing like he's a kid. You know, and they're having this all this fun and they're winning. Well, of course, the two. Losers come back. Uh, okay, I get it. And then and now it sucks again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they can't win a fucking game. And everybody's depressed and nobody's smiling. And <laughs> figured out. And the fans are going, why did you put them back in? <laughs> Could you just throw them away? Yeah, discard, eject. Fuck. Yeah. It's so fucking obvious. Yet, I don't think the coaches get it. It's like what happens in everything. It's just... You know, well, we'll just wait. They just have to work out all the bugs. That's what the management says. Mm. Why, why do we have to work out the bugs? Why don't you just throw them away? Seem to be working great with uh, with them not involved. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. It's a it's a moral of life, I think. So. Okay. So what do we do next? Should we look at macros, do you think? I know you posted a request. We have an edit this page button. I saw that. Yeah. I think that's a very reasonable request. Yeah. Oh, and and to me that was like a oh, this makes so much sense. Because yeah. you know, yeah, because then I can just remove roots that I never really look at again from my roots page. And if I'm on a page and like, oh, I want to change this or I want to do something, I'm like, oh, just click on this and it'll open it up as if it were being open for my roots page. Yes, that it would. made to- um, total sense to yeah, me. Yeah, interesting. So if you had that feature, you would delete things out of your Roots page. <clears throat> yeah, so currently I, I delete things out of my Root page already just because it becomes too big a list. Um, and it's, how, how big a list is it? Uh, One screen, two screens, three screens. Two screens, two screens. Two screens? Yeah. Okay. There's just a lot of stuff in there. Um yeah, no, I feel the same way. I mean, I, yeah. although, interesting. Well, so, you know, so here's here's how I decided to do it a while ago, and this is why I can't, you know, it's like a, not a hard connection to make, but I'm like, well, if I see something I don't like, I just go to scroll to the bottom of the page. There's an XML icon. I see, huh, that's, uh, you know, this is the URL, and then uh, yeah. I just open up the op.getnet outline script, uh, and and type in that URL, and then uh, it open it opens up the uh, the outline. But you're not editing it. Sure. No. Well, I mean, you can edit it, but if you save it, it isn't going to go back up to the cloud. Uh, it does for me. Maybe I'm not explaining it right. Oh, is it in your Dropbox or something? 
No. So I looked at the bookmarks. Oh, so it's not op.getnet outline that you're calling. It's the other script. It's I mean op.getnet outline does not open it as an editing thing. I swear to God. I mean, no, I I'm, not, I'm not going. I'm not going to argue. Of course. Yeah. Hold on. I'll tell you what you open. Give me a sec. It's it's called open, open ar- world outline to open archived outline. I'm sorry, you're right. Open archived outline. Yes, right. that's that it. will certainly do it. That's and, the one. you know, in fact, that's pretty much all that the edit. That's right. I mean, you know, I never said to you that would be a hard feature to add. It is not a hard feature at right. all. Right. In fact, I think we have something. Um, we already have it. I mean, it's um, it works. I mean, and, and I could do And what I like about it is I could be on your server and uh, which has its separate its own roots page because I have an account on your server, and if there's a page that's running on your server, which I may have forgotten about where where it lives, I'm like oh this page is over on that server. No, that's well, the whole yeah. point of edit this page buttons. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I mean if, if you go back to read the first post I wrote about that it was like in 1999. That's, oh, yeah. That's the the idea is that you don't have to remember where it is if there's a button on it. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I mean, that's the whole point. Let the software figure it out, and that's what software is good at. I, I'll try to do that today. I mean, it's um, it's. I, mean, I think we even had it in there at one point, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, although whatever we had would have broken about 18 times since then. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it's a good idea. There, really- there was one other thing which uh, either a you didn't see, b I may have mislabeled it, c I may have been completely incorrect, d all of the above. And that is the um, myphotos.root? Yeah, no, I saw that. I totally saw that. Um, we should talk about that because it's even worse than it appears. Yeah, I, that, that's why I even caveated <laughs> saying I, I may have no idea what I was saying. to the mail is because it's so fucking depressing. It's exactly like the story I just told about the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have something working, so <laughs> yeah. why not fuck it up? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> it's like perfect. No, they're they're going to convert the whole. I mean, here's the deal. Okay, so Flickr had um, was the first guys to do something like OAuth. OAuth was actually patterned after the authentication system that Flickr did. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, and it was hard to implement the Flickr authentication, but I did it, and because I wanted to connect up with Flickr. And, you know, this was back when Flickr was a lot bigger and there wasn't any Twitter. And, you know, it was like, this was the biggest act in town. And they said, you have to do this little dance with us to get this shit to work. So you did the dance, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so a few years later, they, so the same guys or friends of those guys or whatever, it's the same people come out with OAuth. Right, and OAuth is clearly derived from it. This is very similar, except it's like more convoluted and harder to implement. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, and I said, "Oh, why didn't they just do what Flickr did? Because I already had that code working." You know, right? Well, they didn't do it. So I said, "I'm never going to implement this," <laughs> and I implemented it because I had to. Because you know, I wanted to connect up with Twitter and blah blah blah. And I got an email. I'm on their mail list, their developer mail list. And there was an email sent out 
um, a couple of months ago saying, here's a heads up, we're going to break the whole motherfucker, and we're just going to convert it to OAuth because it's so much worse than what we have. Yeah, yay! <laughs> so we can lose lose games. We thought we would fuck everything up because we haven't got anything better to do. <laughs> okay, so the breakage I saw is related to... I mean, this is unrelated, but, you know, it's just I've already been given the heads up that they're going right. to break the whole fucking thing. And I'm going... Am I really supposed to go do this again a third time now? And because now they're not as big, you know, and there are other solutions. And problem is, is that you and I both have built systems around Flickr. Yeah. But I have so much other stuff on my plate. It's really hard to see that it's, it's worth doing this. I mean, you know, maybe at some point I'll do it. I don't know. But I absolutely did see the comment, and I said, oh, I see. They're, they're breaking things already. You know. Well, let's go find out. Go do me a favor. If, you have, if you're highly motivated to, to get this working, which I think you are, are you? Yeah. Well, well I mean, I, I, I fixed my problem in the interim, but that doesn't mean it that it's... It didn't sound like a whole lot of fixing, actually. It sounded like you just... We, you know, we need to find out what actually they did. Okay. And I, I don't know, but they must have documented it somewhere. All right, I'll, I'll go on the hunt for that. Yeah, go find out what it is and uh, whatever list you posted it to, post it back to that list. And you know, um, wouldn't it be nice if, uh, like Brian Hendrickson or something, decided saw the post and said, "I think I'm going to do this work." And you know, who's that? I mean, Brian, Brian Henderson, you said. Hendrickson, oh. um, he's a really good guy, and uh, he just showed up um, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I mean, you're going to really like him if he stays with it. I'm sure you're going to like him a lot. Um, he he's like Kyle Shank, except he's more of a zealot. And um, I met him first. I think it was like some hackathon that. Uh, that the Identica guys did in Berkeley a few years ago. And and he just implements basically every protocol I put out there. He implements it. And he does it in PHP or Python or something. And, I mean, he's a registrar, Adam. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's a lot, a balls-out type dude. I mean, he really, and he's a tennis coach. I mean, although he's become a programmer full-time now, I mean. But that's he was he was just a tennis coach before. He's one of these guys who loved programming so much he changed his whole life to, just so he could do it. You know? Wow. Yeah. No, he's really sharp, and uh, um, so he set up a URL shortener. He's got Radio Two running. Oh, cool! He's got the World Outline running. He's got all this stuff running. You know? And he doesn't write to the mail list, so you've never heard of him. He's right. Me. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so here we go. What's that? Just a heads up. We'll be changing the format of the push feed in the next couple of days. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just a, a couple of small changes. Well, maybe it's just a couple of small changes, in which case, fine. Yeah, yeah so, I, I got to investigate more. You know, the better the documentation. I mean, first of all, what you want to do is validate that you actually did figure out what the changes were. I mean, you were doing it. From empirical, just from data, from what was coming over the wire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their docs will tell you if it's got a, if there's a greater change. Change, yeah. Then let's see if we can adapt to it. And the OAuth thing, though, I'm not excited about. No, that. I, I I remember the last time you did that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's you know, it's just a couple of days usually the, now, now, but it's really not a very nice couple of days. But it's days you could be out chasing butterflies. It's getting close to butterfly season. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, I, as we, I think we should wrap this up. I, I did want to just say thank you for all the work you did on the URL shortener. Uh, yeah, because you know, as as we went along, you caught things and you changed things, and and it's working great. And you, you, you foresaw some future issues. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't going to last very long the way it was written. You know, there still is one more thing in there I should mention that it really should be dealt with before uh, we put it to bed completely. But uh, I also th- thought it would be kind of nice to uh, to have it be able to do more than one domain. So yeah. That, oh, very nice. You know, uh, LimbaughNazi.com. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was thinking that for a day or two, it would be kind of nice to have one.LimbaughNazi.com. Yeah, but it's not a URL shortener. It's a URL advertiser in that I case. I know. Yeah. That's, that's what these things are. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I mean, come on. You're like 3.but.org. I mean, Hello. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, oh, I, advertising. I like mine. It's like 2p.blork.lee. <laughs> right. Just a question from a, an interested party standpoint. So I see the the main change going from uh, one big table with all of these uh, entries in there to a calendar structure. Um, mm-hmm. Is the reason for that uh, because when you need to go look up uh, what a URL needs to be resolved to, it's less resources and quicker to start at the top of the calendar tree and work backwards? or no. Okay. Now, it, the, the, what you want to try to do is avoid. I like those kind of questions. I like also being able to answer them, sort of for the record, because maybe you know other people listen to it. Um, no, what you're trying to do is keep the tables small. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's you don't want the tables to get too big. Okay. And um, you know, so what's too big? I don't like tables that have thousands of entries in it. It's just they're unwieldy. They're hard to work with. Uh-huh. And um, and they're inefficient, and um, eventually they break. You know, right. they get so big. You know, if you start getting up to about twenty five thousand entries in a table in you know the in in Frontier's database, right? Uh, it's going to start getting a little slow. And then if you get up to a hundred thousand, it's going to really start thrashing. Okay. And, so point is, is that okay? How long is it going to take you to get to twenty five thousand? Not very long. Well, it might take a year. Well, I have a lot of people using my shortener. So how many? So what are you up to now? Tell me what the what, what one hundred and fifty. No, well, one hundred and fifty no, people. The I'm, I'm, URL, last URL. You no, I'm, I'm sorry. I said I have. A, I meant I have one hundred and fifty people. Uh, that's not what I wanted to know. What's the? I, um, I understand. What's the last URL that you generated? I'm going to take a look right now. Uh, hold on. The last URL I generated. Actually, I'll look at the last one that was generated on my system was AK. AK. So that's 26. uh, A, wait, one, two. No, it's it's, it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's uh, A is. 10 times 26, 260 plus K. Not that many. It's, you know, it's less than 300. Um, 
I mean, it's a good number. I mean, I'm not, you know, uh, eventually it would have, it would, your machine would have gotten unmanageable. It right. would have been, and this way we can sort of just leave it there and forget about right. it. Right. So it's really, um, it's really to just make the, uh, create, a, it's better to have smaller tables containing Lots the information. Lots of small tables. Yeah. Okay. That one very large table always. Right. And now the other thing, the other reason you like it, and it's not going to turn out to be one of the features of this, and this is the thing I'm worried about, um, is that, um, like, for example, in I use the calendar structures everywhere. They yeah. really are like magic. I mean, they really do make the thing work a lot better. Um, in a lot of places, you do it. It's, the old tables just never get opened, okay? Mm-hmm. And if they never get opened, they don't cost you any memory. Right. Right? So it's really efficient. Now, here... I have to look at every URL that's been generated every time we generate a URL. Right. You know why? No. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm only, I mean, that's, I, that was my initial presumption is you have to go down the list until you hit it. No. Oh. No. Every, let me just say it more slowly, okay? Every time I generate a new URL... I have to look at all the ones that have been. Eligible. Oh, yeah, because you uh, because you don't want to create a new shortened URL for something that already exactly exists. Exactly right. I yeah. want to generate the same URL again, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want right, and and that means I have to look at them all, right? And other database forms do this very well. My database does not do it very well. Um, I'm an object database, not a relational database. Relational right. databases maintain indices, right? And so that lookup. Is always fast. Super fast, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's pretty fast now, but we don't have a lot of URLs sitting in there. And it also means that every table will always be open because, you know, um, and that's, I wish it weren't true. So the change you would then most likely be looking to make is to somewhere have a shortened URL index or something that you can yeah, just refer but, to? You know, the problem with that is that that's going to get big too. With 25,000 entries. Right. <laughs> right. So it could be that it gets slow a year from now, something like that. Right. And, you know, it's something to worry about. You know, if it starts getting slow a year from now, try to remember this conversation. Yeah, I'll raise my hand. The problem with these things is that you move on and you forget about them. Sure. You know? It's like radio really simple. Right. Ask you where it hits the wall. Uh I have no idea. Yeah. I did know it when I wrote it. That was a long time ago, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's the problem is that while I'm still, well, it's still fresh in my mind, right. I can sort of foresee the problem. Later on when the problem actually happens, I will not have it fresh in my mind. Right. That's why these things can sometimes explode on you. Um, probably the answer is a year from now, if we're still doing this, we should convert it to a relational database. Probably is the right answer, huh? Uh, sounds like it, but that doesn't sound like something. It's not have. as burdensome as you might think because, you know, Amazon has relational databases. Oh, okay. And, right, 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 right. And, and it's, they're not, they're no more difficult to program than uh, S3. That's right. Okay. Yeah, except every one of their APIs is different. <laughs> so well, of course, like, of course. Yeah, right. Well, why not? <laughs> Like, sure, we want them to know that these programmers are really dedicated. <laughs> uh, 
Well, it's always nice to talk with you, Adam. Uh, likewise, Dave, and uh, and I'll be uh, I'm here all day, and uh, so whenever if you get yeah, to release well, today, parts right now. then I'm I'm good to test, and if all goes well, then we'll just have a quick email like, "Hey, it worked," and then I'm gonna actually dig into it and play around with it because that's really what I didn't have time for yesterday. And I've, cool. lear- I've learned that, you know, oh, let me just check this real quick. Usually results in tears. So, in tears? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see any tears. No, I, I don't want to, like, fuck stuff up. And then it's like, oh, I got no time to fix this now. And, you know, yeah, yeah. that's bad. That's bad. bad, bad. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, I'll get this. Uh, I'll get this one up uh, and rolling. Uh, so we have uh, ep- episode five of the World Outline podcast. All right. Hey, now. All right, bye-bye. Okay, Dave, bye.